0: Good morning, and welcome to Driving Theology. And uh, thanks for accompanying me on my way to work this morning. It is October 20-something. Let me see. What day is this? October to my watch, it's the 23rd, but I don't always trust the date of my watch. It's only right if I set it at the beginning of the month, and I don't remember if I set this one. Uh, the date is the 23rd. I think it is right. Cool. Uh... Yeah, so like I said, I'm on my way to work on a beautiful autumn day. It's a little bit windy, but it is uh, not a cloud in the sky. I had a beautiful view uh, from my deck this morning, and it uh, looks like it's going to be a great day, although there was a lot of rain yesterday and, there's, and, and very, very high winds. Probably some bad weather coming in a few days as well. Which is unfortunate because uh, our English school has a an event on this uh, weekend we do every year called our Autumn Festival where we dress up in costumes and and do a uh, do a little uh, fair kind of thing for our English students. And this year our theme is based on the Disney Hercules because this is uh Going to be an Olympic year next year here in Japan. The 2020 Olympics are in Tokyo uh, next year, so we are we are thinking about uh, sports a lot recently. So, uh, first of all, our I think I talked about this. Our prefecture uh, hosted the uh, sports festival for Japan. This year. Uh, there are some 40, I think six or forty-seven prefectures. Uh, ours was chosen to host the national games, which I think is used to kind of choose uh, choose those who will be involved in the Olympics. Uh, that's been going on the last several weeks. As well as Japan hosted the World Cup of rugby this year. Uh, in which they made it to the best eight, which is a first but they lost uh, in the in the uh, quarterfinals uh, to uh, South Africa <clears throat> but it's the best they've ever done and they were the host country so Japan has been rugby crazy and then next year Japan hosts the Olympics uh, and so right now <clears throat> I feel like more excuse me. <coughs> I feel like more than usual, Japan's a little sports crazy. Really, uh, a lot of people are working out. There's a new gym, I think I've mentioned, that it opened up near my house. <clears throat> uh, I've started uh, working out a little bit, lifting a little weight, and uh, um, doing some cardio, um, trying to get in shape. And so, yeah, it's kind of a get fit kind of year, 2019. (coughs) Excuse me. A little frog in my throat. (coughs) Uh, And as you know, um, we've just come through a typhoon and there are two more kind of creeping at the door right now. Japan as well, we thought the last one the big one, which they called the 100 year typhoon, or the biggest of 100 years, would would, we hoped um, would be um, the uh, last one of the year but there's two more, kind of knocking on the door, uh, which maybe caused this weather certainly the one yesterday caused the weather we've been experiencing the winds and stuff yesterday um but yeah, that may that may unfortunately persist um, into this weekend, which uh, may necessitate us uh, canceling our our event, or at least postponing it, or something. So anywho, um, yeah. So our theme this year, as I said, is a, is a, based on Hercules, and if you've seen the the Disney Hercules or know anything about Greek mythology. You know that involves a lot of gods and um, and uh, yeah, supernatural beings. And so, I am to play Zeus, uh, the the leader of the gods and the uh, god of thunder. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, and uh, my wife's going to play Hera, the wife of the gods, which is very. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And uh, one of our teachers will be Hercules. And one will be Meg, the female character, and we have a. We even have a. Uh, Philoctetes, um, and then I think we have muses. We have several people that will be muses, and we even have a Hades. Of course, Greek mythology is something that was that was known to uh, the Jews. <coughs> of the uh, uh, Jesus's time of the first century, they, they knew about um, knew the stories. Uh, many of them spoke and wrote Greek, read and wrote Greek. Um, and they would have been familiar with teachings, uh, at least somewhat of the Greeks, uh, which often involved uh, their religion Based on those those uh, core gods, as well as many others, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, Hades is actually a word that's used um, referring to uh, the underworld, uh, but it's the Greek word for that. But it's used in the New Testament. Why exactly? I'm not sure they would use that word instead of shield or something like that, but but they did. Um I wanna say that even Jesus referred to Hades. <coughs> it's kinda of hard to say. Um yeah, so I will be playing uh for the first time ever a god. Uh I I've played Joseph before. But <laughs> I've never never played the part of, of Jesus or or of any kind of god, but this will be, uh, Zeus, the, uh, god of thunder, <laughs> um, so I thought I'd just, you know, kick around some of the ideas, um, that we find that come up in mythology and how, how Greek mythology, uh, is similar to, and then also different from Judeo-Christian, uh, um, Ideas of the divine. So. So the uh, Greek gods all seem to have a lot of very human qualities. Um... Uh, for example, they would marry, they would cheat on their spouses, um, uh, they would philander, they would take, they would kill, they would, they would you know, take and give, they would, they would kill and bless, and, and uh, they really seem to be just uh, extensions of uh, humans in a lot of ways. No different from humans in their in their proclivities, just in their abilities, right? They were quite different. Uh, but gods could be killed, it seems, right? Certain gods did die. Um, I'm having a lot of cars veer toward me right now, and it's really kind of freaking me out had two or three cars in the last 30 seconds or a minute kind of veer toward me and then suddenly correct and go back the other direction. I don't know what's going on. Hopefully it won't persist. I'm just uh, starting my journey here. But <coughs> Anyway, the gods of the Greeks were pretty much human uh, in, in the way that the, the Greeks saw them. They, they saw them with, with very human characteristics of rage. Jealousy and anger, well, rage and anger, I guess, is the same thing. Um, uh, but also the ability to fall in love, the ability to make mistakes, um, uh, all kinds of things. Except that that they were somehow exempt from the consequences that that most of I mo- mo- <laughs> most of I most of us suffer when we make such mistakes uh, because of their position as gods. <clears throat> But, uh, you know, they they married and, and they they gave birth, and uh, although, you know, be it in a different way, oftentimes, um, the ways that gods beget gods were a little bit different. Um, <coughs> uh, but the Greeks seemed to have a, a very, um, yeah, kind of volatile relationship with their deities. Um, they they saw their position um, as very precarious, kind of at the at the at the mercy of you know the 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 whims of the gods. You know, at the whim of the at the whims of the gods. Uh, they saw themselves kind of stuck. Like they, they had very little recourse. And all they could do uh, is, uh, you know, I suppose say their prayers and make their sacrifices and, and uh, hope that the gods would take notice and have mercy on them. Uh, but pretty much they were just at, at the mercy of, of uh, these very uh, unpredictable and undependable. Uh, gods, <clears throat> who could show mercy, but who equally uh, could be severe, um, and so they—they, they, I suppose, in a sense, that you know, just thinking of myself, that that could kind of take all the pressure off of life. You know, if we can't depend on the gods, and yet we're at their mercy, then you know, whatever happens is going to happen, and we have no. We have no control over it. And I suppose that's where the fates came in, right? The idea that that everything was decided um, uh, by somebody else and, and we really had no say in the direction or the course of our lives. Uh, and so in a sense, I suppose that could take a lot of the pressure off of life because you would feel like you have no responsibility for the outcome of your life. Um, on the other hand, that would make you feel as if you have no Control over the outcome of your life, <laughs> uh, which you know I can see is for some people not not tenable. Right? They want to believe that the things they do and the, the good decisions they make uh, will have some sort of an effect uh, on their life uh, for good. So that if they do good, that they they can expect good. Uh, and, of course, we, we know, I think, down deep that, that even though those who do good all the time, uh, they cannot necessarily expect good in return all the time, right? I think there's a sense that, or there, there, there at least is a level where that's true. You know, if you treat people well. Uh, over the the course of your life, uh, I think you will draw people who also treat people well to you, uh, and and those those relationships um, will kind of be a a a barrier to to you know you'll kind of surround yourself with good people if you are good people, and I think there's a sense that that can happen, but then there's always the seemingly random chance that, that, you know, lightning strikes or, or cancer or uh, all kinds of other things that obviously, uh, we could not predict nor, uh, did we have any, you know, do we have any control over Um, but I would think the Greeks really felt helpless, um, at the mercy of the gods, for those who believed in the gods. Um, and then you also had Greek philosophers. And these philosophers, uh, most of them had their own philosophies about what was going on with the gods, uh, or in the unseen realms, or, or whatever. Uh, and, and then they would they would create schools of thought um, where you know they, they would have come up with certain things or principles that they they've found to be true uh, that would help them navigate these uncomfortable uh, aspects of life under the gods, um, which is which is quite natural, right? It's natural for somebody to use their brain uh, and and you know pay attention to what's happening them around them, and then to to uh, to surmise uh, what they believe to be true uh, or. To, to, to identify the consistencies that they see and then make principles from those um, so and I, oh, by the way, I, I'm not an expert on Greek mythology at all, I've studied it probably as much as any of you have uh, who didn't major in such things um uh just something that's on my mind right now. Um, so, yeah, so Greek gods were very much uh, immortal or more or less immortal uh, humans in the sky, pretty much. Uh, then then, we have the Jews, right? And the Jews for uh, long parts of their history were connected with the Greeks um that's where we got the septuagint um i'm not sure but i think alexander not to mention all the you know the babylonians and whatever hellenistic culture did kind of break through uh into into the jews as well they were hellenized in many cities in fact there were the diaspora jews who lived in greek cities who uh would have learned a lot about the greeks while trying to stay uh religiously jewish um there's always, you know, there's always bleed over, right? There, There's always crossover uh, when two cultures meet. There's going to be some some crossover in thinking. It gives you another perspective. Uh, you know, the Greeks see things one way, the Jews see things another. But when I start to see how Greeks see things, I might start looking at Jewish things as Greeks see them, and vice versa, right? Um, so... <clears throat> yeah, so the Jews tried to remain as Jewish as they could be without their place of worship, the temple uh, in the cities where they were, uh, and possibly being less familiar with their customs, their language, uh, and their religion because of that separation. Um, but but they had their own ideas, not not just in these times, but since the beginning of of who God was. They also saw God as angry, uh, jealous, sometimes merciful, but sometimes randomly cruel. Uh, who who would at one time uh, talk about his his uh, long suffering, right? His his all loving and all loving God that he lo- he suffers long. He doesn't hold the sins. Against the people, blah blah blah. But they also saw that same God as sometimes uh, ordering uh, genocide and even infanticide, right? Uh, ordering babies to be killed specifically. Not to mention livestock and, and women uh, and old people and and everybody. Like sometimes he would he would they they saw him as dictating. Uh, the annihilation of entire peoples. And that if they wanted to please this God, uh, they had to obey him to do that. That's how how he was seen by many people, right? To be that kind of a God. So, yeah, um... So the Jews, in a lot of ways, uh, didn't necessarily have a better understanding of God than, say, the Greeks. The Greeks called him Zeus or or, or called him many gods. The, the Jews thought he was one guy, God but with many seeming personalities. Um, so it, it's sort of a similar thing. Like, So if I say that, that God is one and yet, uh, God has all of these um, conflicting personality traits or if I say well God has many personalities because he's many gods they they live together on Mount Olympus uh, and they have all these different traits so what I see is is two two peoples all right in a similar era of time wow this is where the flood came in. oh my gosh wow I really it. Floated concrete around too. This my first time back through this way, uh, this direction. Anyway, oh, it looks like the road washed out right here. Oh my gosh, no mudslides this time. My gosh, (laughs) we should take pictures of this, but. crazy stuff <clears throat> so all of these houses would have been inundated as well yeah I'm going right through the, the flood zone This is these are the roads that were closed last week uh, that have since opened um, there's just a lot of damage here a lot to be done people are going to have a lot to, to clean up. A lot of possible demolition as well. Yeah. It's like some people are really already trying to clean up though. Get things back to normal as quick as possible. Um, so yeah, in, in from my point of view, the Jews weren't much better at understanding who God was uh, than the Greeks in, in many ways now I think one one thing that that the Jews have that I'm not sure about the Greeks I, I want to look at this and this is something we've talked about before is did, did the Greeks and I think we've already we already think that probably uh, Aristotle did and um, or Socrates, I can't remember, I think it was Aristotle, that he kind of foresaw the coming of Christ, that somebody was coming. He, he may have been one of these um, non-Jewish uh, sources of prophecy of Jesus. And I don't know how much of that made its way into greater Greek culture, or whether it just stayed with him. Um, but we know that the Jews did have prophecies of Jesus who, who happened to come as a Jew he uh, could have come as a Greek, he could have come you know, in all kinds of uh, to all kinds of different people and in different ways um, wow, that got totally moved <clears throat> still driving through these river bottoms and seeing the damage of the the, the, the broken dikes from the hurricanes um, yeah, so the the Hebrews really there's not a lot of advantage to being Hebrew in that case. I think I have a feeling uh, that you could find a lot of evidence uh, that Christ was somehow in the in the minds and hearts of even the Greeks uh, in many ways, as as you know, um, and so this kind of goes against the, the idea of the supremacy of the Jewish race, or uh, supremacy is not the right word, but the exceptionalism. Same, It really comes down to the same thing, but the exceptionalism of the Jewish race because they brought Jesus, uh, we might uh, feel like we can elevate them to some higher status because of this, right? Um, but I think we'll, we'll find and we already know from seeing Lao Tzu's uh, prophecies, and, and Socrates, um, or did I say Aristotle? Ugh, I really should study Greek philosophers more, I think. Anyway, uh, I think we'll see that, that Jesus was, perm- was trying to break through in all kinds of places, letting people know that he was coming, uh, and uh, not, not just with the Jews. Now, Jesus did first come to the Jews, right? He was Jewish. He was born to Jews. Uh, uh, He lived uh, in Jewish towns. Uh, And so, yeah, he... Obviously, he was a Jew. And so, in some way, shape, or form, you could say that the Jews were chosen to bring about the birth of the Messiah for whatever reason, And I think you're going to find it's geography. um, That the geography of where Jesus was born uh, was conducive to him spreading all over the world. Um, The time. The time he was born as well. Uh, Yeah, so... I'm not sure if there's a religion that I understand better than you know, which other religions besides Christianity that I would understand at least a little bit um, I mean the, the Greek religion, like I understand some of the mythology I've read some of the, you know, mythology and things like that and I understand I know that some of the names of the gods and what they were expected to be able to do and the powers that they had or what they were gods over or whatever, uh, but actually how the religion worked out on the ground, I really have next to no idea what that looked like on a daily basis to, uh, to to mom and mom and pop Greek, you know I, who knows <clears throat> uh, Jews. We have a little bit better idea, just because, um, like I said, the connection between Christianity and Judaism. Uh, but I think, you know, this this brings us back to. Realizing that pretty much all religions, uh, all religions are trying to, with our human understanding, understand, uh, the, uh, the inunderstandable, <laughs> the incomprehensible God, right? Um, and I, and I said this to someone last week, and I, I think it still holds true, um, Religions are, are organizations that attempt to build some kind of a structure that will lead them to communion with God, right? Uh, if you want to take uh, the idea of a ladder, right? Uh, or trying to build a staircase. So you take all of these uh, rules and principles and beliefs and rituals and you stack them up. And you hope that that's going to be enough to give you access to, to be able to climb to the level of God, uh, which is not so unlike the Tower of Babel, right? Which is a, uh, possibly a mytho- mythological, physical structure that people try to physically actually reach God. But to me, that's what a religion is, right? Religions uh, are, are ways that man have constructed that they hope... Will lead them to God. The the reason I think that Jesus is not religious, right, has nothing to do with religion, uh, right? Is that that Jesus came to us, right? The idea of Jesus is that he came to Earth. He, in doing so, he says, you know, there is no way you can climb to me. I'm going to have to come down to you, and I'm happy to do it. Um, and he and he did it, and and that's it, right? The the distance between man and God, between heaven and earth, uh, is closed, right? There is no distance now between heaven and earth. Any distance we perceive uh, is is again a a problem of perception. God came to earth in the body of a man. Um, showed himself once and for all who he is by going to the cross and now we can know without any reservation that he is uh, close to us he is near to us and he's dedicated to our uh, salvation and our well-being and there's nothing we need to there's actually nothing we can do to get ourselves to him he has bridged that gap himself kind of goes back to um, uh, <clears throat> Abraham when he uh, made his first covenant with God and, and and he cut all of these animals in half and God moved back and forth between the animals I think as Abraham even slept uh, and and basically made this blood covenant with Abraham, but he he became both parties, right? God became both parties of the covenant. Both uh, um, he he made Abraham promise to do something, but then he promised to fulfill it for Abraham, right? And that's Jesus. Um, and so, until we understand that. Jesus is doing all of it for us right, that he is fulfilling all of the uh, requirements um, quote unquote that exist between God and man himself until we understand that we'll keep trying to, to build our way to God right, and that's what the Greeks were doing they, they knew there was a God they knew there was, they knew there was something out there, they, they were doing their best to understand him and and doing their best to figure out how they could not be um, harmed by him, by gods, by the gods, they they chose to, to think of them as multiple gods. Uh, and this is the you know this, this is the essence of anthropomorphizing, right? Making, uh, um, attributing human characteristics to God, which is what all religions have done. Right? We believe that God needs us to do something before God will love us. We think that we are unlovable because we see that we are so unlike God, and yet we define God as being so like us, <laughs> uh, and, and therefore uh, He needs appeasing. But God doesn't need appeasing. He doesn't need sacrifices. Uh, he doesn't require us to do anything. He has done it all, right? And that's what the cross is about. Uh, And so if you find yourself in a system that says, unless you do this and this and this and this, uh, you are not good enough to come before the divine, then you are in a religion, right? You are in some kind of a religion, some kind of human effort system to connect yourself to God. Um, But just remember that Jesus has already once for all reconnected heaven and earth. Uh, And that's done. Nothing else needs to be done. You just need to recognize the fact. And you can rest in the fact that that is done. It has happened. Heaven and earth are now connected. And and there does seem to be some kind of a process going on of purification. Um, The more we... The closer and closer we get to a correct idea of who God is the better and better life gets here on earth Um, I think that's for sure true right Um, so yeah I I feel like mankind, mankind is heading that way and even if they don't use the right terminology for understanding who God is, if they have complete compassion, if they embrace a path of nonviolent resistance to the systems of the world, uh, if they are living in a way that uh, is is healing people and reconcil- reconciling people to each other and bringing people together, uh, then you can say that that Christ is working through them and in them. Uh, they are they are bringing order uh, to a chaotic world. Um, and then you can say that, that Christ is working in them. Right? I think you can say that with all confidence. Um, but I think there's benefit to them realizing that, that that's Christ working in them. I think that that still could be a good thing for them to, to get to a point where they realize that um, they don't live in a, in a vacuum per se, that, that the reason they know what they know and they do what they do is that Christ is working in them even if he's invisible to them. And I think there's benefit to, to, to finding Jesus and learning more about him and, and learning how to dialogue with him uh, and live by His divine life. I think there's all kinds of benefit and peace that will come with that, and and it's also a, you know, becomes a something that can join us together, right? I think Jesus, through the power of His Holy Spirit, binds other people who acknowledge Him together in a way that gives us community uh, and, and gives us um, a family ident- identity. In a way that maybe we wouldn't have otherwise, <clears throat> um, but still, yet I I, I have to believe uh, that the world is getting better. That that the 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 existence of the close. Let's see. The recognition that heaven is in a very very close proximity to earth right the the recognition of the work of Jesus in revealing the true character of God to us I have to think that that's progressing in the world at a somewhat steady rate that the world is getting better That we are getting closer and closer uh, to heaven on earth um There's still a lot of junk in this world, there's a lot of stuff uh, that we haven't figured out yet, Uh, the environment being one, racism is still rampant, Um, nationalism, pride, Uh, there's still a lot of greed, Uh, there's still a lot of lust, Uh, still a lot of shame in the world, but... But I have to think that things are getting better. Uh, that, that Jesus uh, is doing a good work in the world and revealing Himself, uh, you know, maybe person by person, uh, revealing Himself, you know, man to man, so to speak, uh, to people every day. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, just to reiterate, I'm just about here at my destination. But if you if you find yourself uh, like the Greeks did, like the Jews did, like like most Christians do today, uh, like people in all kinds of religions find themselves in a structure uh, that is attempting to build a a ladder to God, uh, then you you are stuck in religion uh, and and it's not going to work it's the best reason not to participate because it's just not it's just not going to work and the sooner you can get free from that you know learn from it right I think religions are really good uh, teachers um, learn what you need but but try to get yourself free from the idea that you have to build your way to God That you have anything, uh, any distance to close because Jesus has closed all the distance for you. Thanks. You guys have a great day.